Jesus described people in his generation. And I realized that it's not much different from ours. We played the flute for you, and you did not dance. We wailed, and you did not mourn. People have become so desensitized that they cannot feel neither joy nor sadness. It is pretty sad. I don't want to live in that kind of world. I'll feel very lonely. Being happy with those who are happy and crying with those who cry, that's what life is, isn't it? If we cannot do that, what is life? Without that, what is the joy and uh, sharing of uh, life all about? Living together does not mean just physically living together. Living together means to understand each other, feel for each other's hurt and sadness, and celebrate life's joy and sadness together. That's what life is. That's what spiritual community is all about. I'm very thankful for our spiritual community. I see that kind of sharing in this community. Even in this pandemic, you have been stronger together. This pandemic cannot shake you. I pray that our care becomes deeper and deeper. We have helped Evangel Hall. We have helped South Africa. And you'll uh, hear the video today. And then uh, we even helped Madagascar. And then uh, elders uh, with Simon, and they uh, went around and uh, with the care package. And each at each home, they pray for the people. And also we prepared uh, masks for the people who are most affected in Finch and uh, Jane area. Even in this pandemic, we really celebrate or we uh, recognize the importance of, uh, of sharing with each other. What we ask for each other is not a huge favor. It does not cost a lot of money, money either. All we need is a little care. All we need is to let people know that, hey, I'm with you. I think of you. I care about you. Encouraging words, caring heart. That is what we need. But Jesus says something very disturbing. Not only they were desensitized, their problem was deeper than that. He said this, For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say, He has a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Look, a glutton and drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. This is disturbing. John and Jesus were very good people. They try their best to help people, but they are very different. John was 
ascetic, and Jesus was not. John ate locusts and wild honey, but Jesus spent time with sinners and tax collectors, eating and drinking. But they criticized both. They said John had a demon, and Jesus is a drunkard, glutton. When we see that, they were not just desensitized. They were not just incapable of feeling people's joy and sadness. They had this hostility within them. Dark spirit. They were filled with the critical spirit. They had darkness within them. They could only see the negative side of people. They saw speck in other people's eyes, but they could not see the lock within their own eyes. They criticized others, not because they were any better than them, but because they had this dark spirit within them. When you have this attitude, you will destroy your family, your church, your society that you live in. I see around me so many criticisms, so many judgmental attitudes, so many negative things around me. I don't want to hear that anymore sometimes. Too toxic, too critical, too judgmental. When we live like this, our relationships will be ruined. If people who, with the power, people who have power have this kind of attitude, definitely they will oppress those who are weak and vulnerable. And they will insult them and abuse them. They will make weak people very vulnerable and make them feel powerless and miserable. That was what the scribes and the Pharisees did to the weak people. Let me read what Jesus said to these people. Then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, the scribes and the Pharisees sit on Moses' seat. Therefore do whatever they teach you and follow it, but do not do as they do, for they do not practice what they preach. They tie up heavy burdens, hard to bear, and lay them on the shoulders of others, but they themselves are unwilling to lift a finger to move them. Jesus said, the scribes and the Pharisees sat on Moses' seat. What is Moses' seat? Judgmental seat. Seat of judgment. They used the law and pointed out people's faults and criticized them and tried to control them. The law is a beautiful thing. The law teaches us how we ought to live. But they use that law as their weapon to attack others. They condemned people in the name of God, but they were not willing to lift, uh, lift their finger to help them to, to be lifted from their burdens. Jesus saw that so clearly. Jesus saw how many people are struggling with their sins, their burdens, their problems, and their weaknesses. They were all carrying heavy burdens on them. And Jesus said this to them, Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, I will give you rest. How 
different. How different Jesus is from Pharisees. How refreshing. How inspiring. How sweet the sound, sound of this message is. People who are weary and are heavy, carrying heavy burdens are not those who are physically difficult because of their labor. They are those who are struggling with the problems of their lives. Jesus embraced them. Embrace those who are struggling with the burdens of life. He could sit on judgment seat. He was higher than Moses. And even if he sat on the judgment seat and judge us, we have nothing to say because we are all sinners. But Jesus did not sit on judgment seat. He came down. He said, I am gentle and humble in heart. You may find it funny uh, that Jesus said to, about himself that I'm humble. If, I, if we say to ourselves, I'm humble, then the, you are very arrogant. But what Jesus meant was, I'm not sitting on judgment seat. I'm down here with you. That's what Jesus meant. There is no bigger humility than God becoming a human being. And yet, Jesus did not sit on judgment seat, but sat with sinners and ate and drank with them. That's what Jesus did. That's the difference between Jesus and the Pharisees. This is how healing happens. Healing is not something the powerful one gives to the weaker one. Giving comfort is not a charity that the one who has everything gives to those who lost everything. Healing cannot happen by finger pointing, by pointing out their mistakes. Healing can never happen by just pointing out their mistakes. Only when you embrace their hurt and pain then healing happens. That's why healing, on the part of healer, there's always suffering, difficulties, hardships. At the New Year retreat, we reflected on the hospitality of Henry Nowen. We reflected on how hostility can change to hospitality. He said about hospitality in this way. Hospitality is to provide a safe place where people can work out their own changes. And he gave this analogy. When we say, you can be my guest, if you believe what I believe, think the way I think and behave as I do, we offer love under condition for or for a price. Being, hospital, being hospitable is not easy. Being a healer is not easy. So many people want to heal others by not lifting a finger, by not hurting, by, by, not, by not suffering at all. They think by pointing out people's weaknesses and mistakes, they can heal them. That's a mistake. That's a mis misconception. Real healing 
is not something that we can give to others. When we are simply be with them and grieve with them and suffer with them, they will work out their own healing because God is within them. Each person has a healing power within him or her because God is with them. We just have to be with them so that they may feel empowered. It is not we who heal, but God who heals. What we can do is to be gentle and humble. Gentle not to aggravate their hurt. Humble not to make them feel insulted. So healing happens not by our power, but by our love. Jesus invites us, come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, there is no condition. All you need is desire to be healed, desire to have rest, desire to come. Desire to have your burdens lifted. And Jesus said, I will give you rest. This rest is not a temporary rest. It is the eternal peace. The peace the world cannot give. The peace that the world does not know. The peace that is beyond our comprehension. That is the invitation of God. The prophet Isaiah, a long time ago, said about God's great invitation. He said this, Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you that have no money, come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which was, uh, does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and delight yourselves in rich food. My friend, I know that you're burdened. I know that you have received a lot of criticisms in your life. Come to Jesus. Lay down your burdens and your experience the abundance of life and let us follow the example of Jesus instead of being slave to our critical spirit let us be gentle let us be humble so that through our life other pe people may find true comfort <laughs>